0: Halloween special of For The Queen, a game by Alex Roberts and Evil Hat Games. Join Kent Blue, Kristen Devine, and Tim Devine as they embark on a perilous voyage for the Queen of Darkness.
1: Welcome everybody to a special Halloween episode of Ro play. We are gathered here to play just a little spooky game of for the Queen or as we're calling it for the Queen of Darkness. I've gathered here with the other founding members of the Road to Play network Kristen and Tim Devon. welcome you all for to this spooky little game we're gonna play this special episode of Ro to play.
2: Hi, I'm so excited to be here for a spooky Halloween episode.
1: Oh I'm ready I am ready. For the Queen is designed by Alex Robertson and it is put out by Evil Hat Games. For the Queen, the land you live in has been at war for as long as any of you have been alive. The Queen has decided to undertake a long and perilous journey to broker an alliance with a distant power. The Queen has chosen you and only you to be her retinue and accompany her on this journey. She chose you because she knows that you love her. A tale of love, a land in peril. Uh, for the Queen is a, is a card-based story-building game uh, that that up to five people can play, kind of just you you draw cards that offer you prompts that lead up to this this moment in the game where you have to decide, you know, do you stand with your queen or do you not? So that's what we're going to do over the little bit here. We're, we're going to spookify it a little bit, make it a little bit spooky game for the Halloween season. So um, I think, yeah, we're, we're probably ready. Are y'all ready? We're going to read these instruction cards, go around and each of us read them. Let's do it. All right, so let's go around. We'll read these instruction cards. I'll take the first one. Go around the table clockwise, taking turns reading these cards aloud.
2: The land you live in has been at war for as long as any of you have been alive.
1: The queen has
3: decided to undertake a long and perilous journey to broker an alliance with a distant power.
1: The queen has chosen all of you and no one else to be her retinue and accompany her on this journey.
2: She chose you because she knows that you love her.
3: You are welcome to look through the queen cards for inspiration. If there is one that seems right
1: for the group, place it on the table to inspire your story. So we have chosen a queen already. Um, It is, let's describe our queen a little bit. She is, I mean, she sits on a really deep blood red throne. Um, She has just a, a, I mean, you can barely see her crown, her gold crown just, Mm -hmm. Glinting out of the light, uh, the rest of her is just really like like almost pitch black, you know, or real shrouded dark. in darkness. Yeah, yeah. you we cannot kind of...
2: see her face no. at all.
1: Her her hands look a little bit like maybe they're clawed at the end, maybe. Mm-hmm. So a real spooky queen, definitely
2: a queen al- of darkness. It almost looks like for any video gamers listening, uh, it almost looks like uh, the witch hands from Left for Dead. Like when you startle the witch, she has those long claws. That's what the hands are me of.
1: Yep. All right. Back to the instructions. Set the card that reads the queen is under attack. Do you defend her Assad?
2: Shuffle the red prompt cards and place them face down in the center of the table.
1: Put the the queen
3: is under attack card in the middle of the deck for a game that takes approximately 30 minutes or shuffle it into the bottom third of the deck to play for an hour or more.
1: When you have read the instruction cards, continue clockwise with the red prompt cards. Take turns reading the questions out loud. Interpret these questions and answer them however you wish.
2: Other players may ask you questions or make suggestions on your turn, but whether you answer those questions or include those suggestions is entirely up to you.
1: Place the X card somewhere everyone can easily reach it. If you encounter a card or an answer that you don't want to be included in the game, tap the X card. That content is removed from the game.
2: If you draw a card that is removed this way, simply draw another card. You can X a card that you drew yourself.
3: You can also pass on your turn. To do so, give the prompt card you drew to the next player and say,
1: I'd like to hear your answer to this question. A prompt card can be passed around the table until someone applies the X card to it.
2: Continue answering, passing, and Xing questions until the queen is under attack card is drawn.
1: Each player
3: should answer that question in turn. Then the game is over.
1: Whoever wants to can draw the first prompt card.
2: I played this game for the first time just a few days ago, and I was lucky enough to play it for the roll 20 con with Alex Roberts. And I read the last instruction card, and she was next in the turn order. Uh, and she said that since it was her turn, she would go first. So I'm going to take her lead and say that since I'm next in order, I'll go ahead and go first, if that's okay.
3: Oh, by all means, that is fine with me.
2: Okay. How does the queen remind you of her status while on the journey? Hmm. I think that. I think that, however, we are traveling which I'm I'm hesitant to completely define right at the beginning of the game. So however we are traveling, I think that the queen is absolutely seated or settled in at least slightly above the rest of us, as if to constantly remind us that we have to look up to her. Um, She's not on our level. She's clearly above our level.
3: So I have a question for you. Then mm-hmm. does does she keep does she keep any of us or, or you above anybody else, or are we all on the same level?
2: Ooh. I th- I think that there are two people who are on a level that is between everyone else, but still under her. But I think in the picture that we're painting or the scene that we're describing, um, we cannot yet see their faces. I also think that next to her, she has some sort of creature companion. And I'm trying to think of what the best creature companion would be. I'm open to to suggestions, if either of y'all can think of anything.
1: So what is she traveling in? Like, what's her, I don't know, chariot or whatever look like?
2: So I was picturing a spaceship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that's going to fit. Maybe it's, could it be a boat? Could we be on?
1: Yeah, I like that.
2: A a large boat? Yeah. Okay.
1: Caravan of boats of sorts.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I have a thought for that companion okay what if it's just a shadow but it takes the shape of a raven or something but it's like almost like it's her shadow and it can come out of any part of like where she is
2: yes with one slight change and that is the shadow can take many different forms
1: yeah yeah I like that yeah I like that
2: Cool.
1: Okay. I think it always starts though. Like, I think it always looks like her shadow. Like, it's almost even attached to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Even if it's just at the feet, it's always. Yeah. yeah. Or a hand. Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: So maybe, maybe maybe even it's not her shadow, but it takes the shape of her shadow. Mm-hmm. But it's just lounging around. All right. Uh, following the same order, is, is it my turn?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. The queen trusts you, but no one else in the royal court does. Why? I think that no one else in the royal court trusts me because I am one of the two figures standing between the queen and the rest of the court. And I also think that no one trusts me because my job is to lie.
2: Okay, I have a follow-up question then. <laughs> how, how does the queen know if you're lying to her,
3: I'm not sure that I'm not sure that anybody else would know this.
1: I don't know that I can answer that question. Fair. I don't think I have any follow-up questions at the moment. Actually, yes, I do. Actually, uh-oh. I do. <laughs> what What is uh, what is the most recent thing? I guess the queen had you lie about. I could I could say I can't say,
2: <laughs> but you use that already. <laughs> but I
3: already used that one, and that's not fair. Um, I'm not just shirking the responsibility of answering these questions. Um, the last thing is only it's only known between the queen and I. But the last thing that she said, or that she had me lie about, was to the court about our journey.
1: about the certainty of its success okay Okay. so I guess the next one's me Mm -hmm. you are are considered beautiful by almost everyone you meet how does the queen make you question that perception so I think I guess a little bit about my character I think um, kind of the I'm not a knight because I don't think this I don't think like this queen like has knights or anything I don't think it's I don't know i don't think it's that type of hierarchy or anything Mm -hmm. but i serve like a protector role um but i think i have like this like like i'm older i have gray hair and kind of black and salt and pepper beard Uh, I think that you know I'm pretty handsome uh, to people uh, but I think the queen knows that under the beard I have like a scar that runs along my chin from like like an accident or a fight or something in my youth and I think she reminds me of it whenever she can Uh, it's something that people it's a flaw that people don't see but she knows about and so I think uh, she'll poke and prod at me by, by talking about that scar and reminding me that it's there
2: does she do that in front of people in front of other people or only when you meet with her privately?
1: I think she mostly does it privately. I think there's a couple of people like her most trusted people that, that she does do it in front of. So there are a few people that know the scars there and you know, that whether it makes them look at me differently than anyone else, I'm not sure. I, feel, I think I walk around feeling like it does. So there's people that I'm a little more self-conscious around. Did you get that scar while in her service? I think I did. I th- I, or no, actually, I don't think I did. I think I I got it protecting maybe the queen before her. I think maybe she's a young queen and so I was protecting or trying to protect the queen before her and maybe I didn't do a well enough job and didn't protect the queen before her and you know, which normally I think would probably be punishable by death if you let your queen be harmed you know under your watch but I think that this queen I think she keeps she kept me on and you know kind of as punishment you know so I have to live in my mistake and she knows that scar is representative of that mistake I like it oh yeah that's good
2: what do you do for the queen that anyone else can do and why does she make you do it? I th- I think that the court is the court is made up of possibly like we possibly are like a misfit bunch but we all have a darkness. We wouldn't be in the service of this specific queen if we didn't have a, a darkness. So I think that anyone in the court is capable of carrying out the queen's punishments, but the queen makes me do it Um, so publicly beheading people, taking people out. I think she makes me do it because she sees that my darkness doesn't run quite as deep as everyone else's.
1: So I would like to know why the queen, whether it's true or not, thinks you enjoy doing it.
2: I, yes. It has not, she has not ever confirmed this to me when we meet privately. But I get the sense that every time I carry out a punishment for her, the little bit of excitement or satisfaction that I feel she immediately picks up on and is pleased by it.
3: Does your role with the queen have some form of title? Does she call you something? Or do people know you as something?
2: I can't think of a name. No, I think it's the opposite. I think I don't have an official name or title. I like it. Very have
3: too. you killed anyone recently? Uh, that was going to be my question,
0: too.
2: <sighs> <laughs> I ha- Real quick, are you fine with like sacrifices if we don't go to... I did have to kill someone right before we started this journey as a sacrifice to ensure that it would be successful. And it was done in front of the court.
3: Okay, I drew a card, but I would really like to hear Kent's answer to this question. Okay. The Queen had you punished once. What about the memory of
1: that will stay with you forever? So the queen had be punished. I think it was pretty recently, probably after this journey began. Um, I don't know what it was for, but I don't think because it wasn't, you know, me being killed or anything. It wasn't Kristen's uh, character didn't carry it out. I think the punishment was she made. I think we're going through We're making an overwater journey. And I think the where we're traveling, it's dark. Like longer than it is, it's dark and cold, longer than it is light. Um, and I think that it's rumored that, that the lake is haunted by, you know, the spirits of people who have drowned there and whatnot. And I think she may be swim alongside the boat for half a day, but far enough away where. I, the only noise I could hear was the howling of the wind and the whispers of the voices of the dead that were, you know, hidden beneath it.
2: Did you hear any voices you recognize?
1: I think at times I thought I heard the voice of the the, the queen. I failed to protect, but just it was it. You know, I it was enough that I knew it was her. I couldn't ever make out what she was saying, so in my mind, I convinced myself she was, you know. um Yelling at me and and crying and just he's just always right behind me like it was chasing me the whole way. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a follow up to that. I like okay. that. Okay. Um, my turn. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give this one to Tim. It is the queen. Sometimes shows interest in your personal life. How do you respond to that? Why? Oh
3: so i think i think as the queen's lord of whispers i reveal little to nothing about myself and as far as anybody knows i am immortal so i think when she shows an interest in my personal life it's less about mundane details or superficial details and i think it's about eras I think she's trying she, she would ask about different eras and uh as soon as it becomes too familiar um i remind her of a prophecy that if if i reveal too much to the to one person that horrible things will befall them and so that is my that is how i respond to her and the why which only i know is because that may be true
2: Do you know it's true or do you have like fear that it could be true?
3: I think
1: for me, yeah, I think I I fear that it's true. I think I'm good. No follow-up questions. Kristen kind of covered mine.
2: (laughs) There is a false rumor about you and the queen back at the Royal court. What is it? How did it start? So I think that less than half of the queen's royal court is actually on this journey. Uh, Although they might have the same knowledge of this rumor that the people back home would have. Uh, And that is that, um, that the queen favors me. So even though I'm not at the same level as the Lord of Whispers and the other member of the High Court. Um, It's that she takes a special interest in me, is is the rumor. And how did it start? I don't know exactly how it started. If I knew, I would probably try to silence that person because I don't want a lot of attention on myself, but I assume that it was the Lord of Whispers who started it because I assume most false rumors start with them.
1: So when have you used the rumor to your your advantage? That's a good question.
2: I think that I was uh, drunk one night where, like, members of the court hang out before this journey started. And uh, was kind of mouthing off and getting in, like, a little bit of an argument with a couple of other people, a guy and a girl. um, A couple, actually. And... I got a little too big for my britches. I talked just a little bit too much and it was gonna start to become a physical fight that I didn't think I could win. And so I hinted to how the queen wouldn't be happy to hear about their behavior and it worked. They actually, they actually backed off a little bit.
3: Are there any factions of the court that have sort of like noticeably changed their disposition towards you since that rumor started?
2: I think that the few people who protect the queen the closest, like the, those, that are, those are like her last line of defense in any sort of battle or any sort of journey that we're on. Those that guard her the most closely, um, I think they're unsure if the rumor is false or not. And so they have, they have shut me out a bit.
3: No further questions. Prosecution rests. (laughs) Is it my turn? Yeah. I'm drawing a card here. Um, I'm going to X that card.
2: Okay. Then we won't even read it out loud. Just,
3: ah, okay. What did you bring with you to protect the queen? Oh, what did i bring with me to protect the queen i'm thinking i'm thinking i have i have it i'm forming it in my in my mind right now i think uh similar to like uh, uh the queen of england or you know what like the the royals there they, they have like the crown jewels they have like the the things that that they put on display. I think that this queen and all queens before her had, uh, had an, this like almost obsidian looking perfectly cubed box. And it's sort of like a fabled thing and not, no one really knows what it is capable of or what it can do. And few, very few times in its history has it been removed from her citadel the queen where the queen has always reigned Uh, a queen has always reigned and to protect the queen i bring i bring
1: that box
2: does the queen know that you've brought it on the journey
1: no you don't have to say what but do you know what's in the box yes
3: no one knows this but absolutely nothing
2: does anyone else know that you've brought it
3: one other person okay okay Eh, I'm going to X that one.
2: She's given you a lot of memories, Kent.
3: <laughs> it fits so well, though. It does. <laughs> with, with this. I mean, you can
2: hand it off or X, yep. it, of course, but yeah, it's
1: cool. I'll take it. The queen touched you once. What about the memory of that will stay with you forever? So I think, as one of the queen's protectors, I'm probably nearby. I probably sleep nearby. Um, you know, my, my bed is nearby. Not that I'm. Not that she gives me a whole room or anything. I think I've got just a basic cot, you know, part of my ongoing punishment. And I think one night I woke up uh, to her standing over my bed uh, with with like her hand on you know on uh, like on my upper arm, and her hand was coated. It, I think it's you know it is the only time that I ever that she ever touched me, um, and. I woke up because my arm was cold and she was standing there and the room was darker. And I think this is the first time that I noticed that she had uh, actually the longer I looked at her and, you know, started to speak. I realized that it, there was another queen. She was actually in the corner and it was her shadow that had been standing over me, holding onto my arm. And I think it, I think I aged a few years in that, in that night. Uh, I mean, I felt like it mentally and I think physically also my body aged as well as the shadow grabbed onto me. Uh, But when I woke up, I think it let go and the queen without any explanation left, left my quarters. Um, So I've been, the memory has been what, what was going on, what would have happened had I not woke up or, you know. Would, I, would she have killed me that night with the with the shadow and, you know, drained all of my life out of me? Or, so I have the memory kind of of the lingering question of what if, you know, or, or what the purpose of that was. Did you confide in anyone about that experience? I think, no, I don't think so. I think there's been moments where I've been close, um, but I think I know that if i were to speak about it at that it would eventually the lord of whispers would hear it and probably repeat it so i keep it you know i keep it to myself
2: do you have any ideas as to why she chose that night to have her shadow touch you and is it because she hinted at it or have you come up with your own reason
1: so i don't think the night was anything special it wasn't you know any it was just a random night. But I think it was the next day that she announced that we were going on this journey. The journey would be still a few weeks away, but I think the next day she announced that we were going on it. And I think whenever she announced it, she just had this look. I mean, she just looked at me as she announced it. Like She didn't look at anybody else in the room. She just, like, she was speaking to me. <laughs>
2: There is a part of you that does not want peace in this land. Why are you attached to the war? So I think I've been with the queen. I think the queen chose me when I was fairly young, like still a teenager. And after coming to her court, I don't have any memories from before. I have no memories of who I was or where I came from prior to being in service of the queen. And as soon as I was considered an adult is when she had me start doing her bidding and carrying out her punishments. So one, I don't know what life would be like without the war. It's all that I've known. It's all that I can remember. And also if I'm not carrying out the queen's punishments, then I don't know what my purpose is or really even who I am.
3: Is there there someone, or I guess, yeah. Did you replace someone? Like, do you know the history of like uh, your predecessor? Like whoever did this for a queen or the queen prior to you? Like, do you know their story and what happened to them?
2: I think that they fell on the same day that the previous queen fell. Um, but I don't know much more than that. And it's mostly because the queen brushes that person off and possibly this position that I'm in off as being unimportant. So that person spent, I imagine, their entire life doing what their queen had asked only to not be remembered, to not have any stories told or or even a name. And I think that's concerning a little bit to me.
1: So what was your first act of duty then?
2: Like the first thing the queen asked me to do?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Uh, I think that very few people probably know about this, that you're characters might but I think very few people know a lot about it Uh, but when I was brought to serve the queen I was one of two there were two of us of the same age um, and I think my first well I know that my first act was to kill that other person as punishment that's good yep (laughs) (laughs) your turn tim oh it's the opposite card
3: oh i like this one for for this character um you are considered ugly by almost everyone you meet how does the queen make you question that perception uh i'll i guess i'll describe myself a little bit first and then explain how the queen does that so as Kristen. uh like uh established earlier were sort of a motley crew or a mismash kind of misfit crew uh in the court and i i I don't know if you're both envisioning a similar thing but sort of like a like um goblins and and ghouls and demons and undead versus like it just being like (laughs) gestures and you know just uh unruly types i think this is a little bit more um a little bit more like fantasy uh maybe even like demonic almost but i think even amongst that group i stand out as just being kind of unsettling um no one knows by looking at me how tall i am because with every step my body changes in size Uh, my face is elongated bone that goes into a beak my eyes are hollow um and yet seem to be looking everywhere um my arms have too many joints my fingers are too long my legs don't allow me to walk like most people walk i tend to scrape as i walk and sort of shamble rather than stride um and i take no notice to that typically because it matter it doesn't matter to me but um it does matter how others perceive me because I need to be able to deal with them. I need to be able to speak to many different types of people and or beings. And I think the queen makes me question this perception probably because she doesn't, well, I don't think she values symmetry. I don't think she values any, any two things being the same. I think, I think that, um, She, you know, complete uniqueness is like prized to her, and so the more others make me feel outcast or different in how I and how I think she views me, I think that actually is is a is a almost a positive.
1: Are you the only one um, like you, like not even not even on this journey, but like back at home?
3: Um, I've never traveled any place and seen my likeness I don't know what my kind would. I don't know where or, or
1: what my kind is
2: I don't have any follow up that was good okay
1: why do you think the queen trusts you enough to bring you on this journey I mean I think it's real simple I think it's she trusts I won't make the same mistake twice I don't know that there's much more to it than that I don't even know if she believes it though but I think that's what she tells me is, you know, but real condescending, you know, you won't make the same mistake twice.
2: How confident are you that you won't make the same mistake twice? Ooh, and was the first time a mistake?
1: I think I'm confident in my skill that that I wouldn't make the mistake. It wouldn't be a mistake. Mm -hmm. Would something happen to the queen? My
3: question is, is there a part of you thinks that it may not be trust and that it's a keep your enemies closer kind of situation
1: i think in my mind i think the queen wants something to happen to me on this journey i'm not i'm not in the i think i think the perception of me on where we come from as a whole is that yeah i made a i fought hard and i just made a mistake and maybe it wasn't even totally my fault in the people's eyes that's why i'm allowed to hold this position um but i so i think she can't just outright and maybe i'm popular with the people at home maybe i did you know i was well liked with the previous queen and what and so i think she knows that i can't she can't just drag me out in the street and you know have my head lopped off you know she knows that would be a bad call so i think she's brought me on this journey and just everything she does hoping that you know almost orchestrating that something will happen to me and i don't come back
2: maybe that's why her shadow saw you the night before aren't we on this journey to broker peace then hopefully this won't be redundant <clears throat> what do you, what do you usually do for the royal family why does that make you an unlikely choice for this journey so, we know what I do for the queen and her shadow, which is how I would identify the royal family. Why it makes me an unlikely choice is because we are going to broker peace. And so, as far as my character knows, there is no planned um, amb- you know, ambush, um, as, as far as I know we really are going with the intention of at least discussing some form of peace. Uh, So why the queen would bring someone whose sole job and existence revolves around punishment um, and ending people, I'm not entirely sure. And I think that also makes maybe other people on the journey a little nervous, wondering if I'm there specifically for one of them. Instead of the people we're going to speak with At the end of the journey
1: Have you ever thought maybe this isn't Actually a peace brokering Mission? Maybe it's something Else?
2: I I had Some suspicion Because Our queen is not a queen of peace And so this was surprising But I then had a conversation With the lord of whispers who convinced Me that this journey isn't is actually about trying to broker peace. And I believe them.
3: The Lord of Whispers has no eyes to wink. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any follow-up. Your turn. Uh, Okay. The queen knows something about you that no one else does. What is it? Hmm. I think the queen knows that I was possibly involved in the downfall of the previous queen.
2: Um why do you think she suspects that? Like, was it something that you said, something that she heard, something that she witnessed?
3: I think I think something about this crown. I don't think it's I don't think it's a a bloodline passing. I think it's almost like and I don't think it's it's I don't know I don't think it's like a, a, you know, another ruler or anything like that. It, it's like an, a queen just sort of steps into the crown when it's vacant. And I was
1: the one holding the crown when this queen stepped into her power. What did you say to the queen that um, convinced her, or at least in your mind convinced her, that you weren't part of any plot against the previous queen?
3: I think I said nothing. And I think just the simple fact that as she stepped into her power, I was there. I think that there may be some element of fear in her. Of me. Okay.
1: What brings out the queen's cruelty? I think the queen... I think it's... Hmm. I think the queen gets cruel whenever... It's not whenever people get too happy. It's not. It's not that extreme. It's when people get. <laughs> no, hold on. I think she gets cruel anytime she suspects that something might happen to her. That people are planning a coup or anything, whether it's happening or not. I think that she is paranoid, um, and I think it's probably just uh, the nature of this. know this throne uh how it's been traded off and and people have betrayed to get to where it was like it's a very bloody throne you know it it has a, a just a very dark you know bloody history to it and so i think a lot of queens that sit on that throne eventually grow paranoid and they they, that paranoia manifests in different ways for this queen it manifests in cruelty so she'll deny food or aid or anything like that she will just be cruel to the, the her um, you know the people as a whole and she'll be especially cruel to people within the, the royal party um, but yeah anytime that she anytime paranoia creeps a little bit into her mind she turns to cruelty. I
3: have a, I have a question directed to your, to your character, <laughs> but it's it does have something to do with the cruelty. But I will, I, I'm I, I hope to get the answer from your character's perspective. Okay. What are you most concerned about this other nation that we're traveling to? and their perception of the Queen's cruelty and how it manifests.
1: So I don't think there's another nation. I don't think this is a peace brokering mission at all. I think this queen, I think this may be stretching the question a little bit. I think this queen is searching for something in this land. I think I've been around long enough to know. She didn't say where we were going. She pretty much said, here's a heading. She told the shipmaster, here's a heading go for it and i know at least to my knowledge there's nothing that way no civilization no people so i think she's searching for something else the, um, i don't know what it is i think that it's probably not good um but i think that you know this isn't any kind of peace brokering mission is there anyone that you confided in about that I don't think so. I think uh, I I play all of my cards real close to the chest. um, I don't don't think I trust many people. I haven't met anybody yet that I trust. Probably wise (laughs) with this
2: court. How long have you been in the queen service?
1: Um, So I was with the previous queen and then this queen, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. We'll say this queen sat on the throne for 10 or 15 years. 13 years. We'll just give it that spooky 13. spooky 13.
2: Okay. That was my question. Okay. <laughs> uh, my first thought is a little bloody. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, it's not going to be
1: I encourage it.
2: I can't do horror like, like, like you or Paul can't, but I'll... I can do... Um, Wait, let me think about this for a second. The queen gave you a compliment once. What was it, and why have her words stayed with you?" The only time the queen gave me a compliment was after I carried out that very first act, after I beheaded the person that was brought into service with me at, at the same time that I was. And because it was the first time that I had ever taken a life, uh, it, it took me a while and it was very bloody. And so by the end of it, I had blood on my hands and blood on my face and covering my clothes. And I was shaking and breathing heavily. And from her throne, The queen just said, very good. And I think that as soon as she gave me that compliment, I instantly felt some justification or pride. And ever since then, every act that I carry out, I try to get that compliment and it's never happened.
1: So have they all been as equally bloody since then?
2: no i think i've gotten better and neater at it as time has has gone on although it has crossed my mind recently that maybe it was the blood that the queen was pleased to see and not so much me completing the act itself
3: were you related to the person who was brought into service with you
2: um no but we were best friends ouch Your turn, Tim.
3: (laughs) What do you do that pleases the queen on this journey? I think the farther we get from her citadel, naturally on any type of voyage, the more doubt will set in to the crew and those around her. And I think that what pleases the queen is that I tend to manage that quite well and keep doubt away and focus on the job at hand, I don't, I'm not a, a uh, you know, I, I, I'm not like a quartermaster or a captain of the ship. I don't walk around telling people to do things. I simply by being who I am and working the way that I do, uh, the right messages, the right emotions and the right uh, type of focus just travels through people from person to person. I think that pleases her.
1: Um what is something horrible in the lake that I guess everybody saw or heard or experienced that you had to take on that job to either lie about it or cal- calm everybody down?
3: I think that I think that there some kind of tentacled beast the shape of it was seen by multiple people so multiple reports came at different times uh of this this the shadow of this giant beast that seems to be f- like following the ship i think it may even be something that your knight or whatever you called them that your guardian um may have had a run-in with or, or not not physically but but uh I think I think the uh, not only did I kind of calm that rumor and say it was just the just the beasts beneath that have no power over our queen and nothing could match her her strength I think that lie was also for her and I don't think that it was a physical beast or that the shadow was a physical being's shadow
1: I think it might have just been a shadow. I like it. My turn. What did you bring with you that endangers the queen? I think I think I secretly brought the same weapon that I used when trying to protect the queen, the previous queen. That day, that you know, I failed. Um, I think that it was. I think it was kind of like. A handheld like scythe, you know, usually that people you would see using in the fields. But here it's, it's, a, it's, a, you know, I think maybe in my past I grew up using one and it just became a kind of a weapon of choice, but I never used it after that day. Um, it was tainted in some way. Either it didn't do its job or it did its job just right or, you know, the blade bit me maybe, but I put it away. I, I, I put it, I wrapped it up in a sheet and slid it deep under the cot into the farthest corner of the room. And it sat there for 13 years. But I think the night night before this journey was to begin, I, I climbed under the cot and pulled it out and unwrapped it and stored it in my bag to bring with me.
2: Was that before or after the shadow touched you?
1: Same question. I think it was after.
2: I have one more question. You don't have to say what it is, of course, but do you know why you brought it, or do you think the reason was something outside of yourself?
1: I think I know why I brought it. I think that, yeah, i think I'm gonna leave it at that. Cool.
3: Was that the blade that gave you your scar? It was.
2: You arranged for the queen to be ambushed on this journey what did they offer you so i think that what was offered to me was a new position on the royal court where i could if i survive the ambush i could continue to carry out acts for the new queen if i wanted to but it would be my choice versus something i'm required to do Uh, and i think that being given a choice was something i have no memory of ever having or anyone giving me and that meant a lot to me and that was enough to to turn me to to have me go ahead and, and arrange for the ambush
3: who approached you
2: the sister of the previous queen
3: is anyone else involved that you know of
2: no, unless do either, do either of you want, no. Okay, real quick. I really like that we have three separate characters. It's just, pan, and it makes me think of a movie when you pan to three, anyways, I really like it. Okay, um, no, it is, I am the only, I believe that I am the only one on the court that is involved, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's what I believe it's your turn oh you got it
3: what makes the queen beautiful in your eyes which is a strange question since i've already established that i do not have eyes um i think what makes the queen beautiful in my eyes is the potential i see for change
2: do you think that chain is that change something that you think the queen is going to bring or something you can control yes okay <laughs> yep.
1: I don't think I have any follow up questions
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: you sometimes think you might be the queen's favorite why and why does this worry you so I think at times that uh, maybe it's just delusion or I don't know something else but I think at times I allow myself to think that she treats me the way she does the the chatting and the punishments and you know all of that she treats me that way because I'm her favorite and she that's her that's the way she knows how to show attention you know and I get a lot of attention from her you know I think of, of the court it's bad attention but I get it most of it you know, if anyone, it, you know, I get more attention than anyone. I probably am, or at least I think that I'm summoned to her more often than anyone else is. And I think that worries me because if I if I allow myself to to believe that I'm her favorite, that she actually favors me in some way, it might keep me from doing what I feel like I need to do when the time comes. Do you think anyone else? Um,
3: well, let me phrase it this way: Do you think that she feeds on anyone else the way that she did on you?
1: I think I see that she might feed in some way on on our no named executioner. I think I see similarities, and it is not. I mean, she doesn't treat you know, the executioner with hatred that she seems to treat me but i see kind of a same energy in the interactions you know like the kind of a uh, control almost
2: does that make you jealous
1: no i think it makes me i think it makes me feel good and and my decision of doing what i what I, what i feel needs to be done mm-hmm. because i think it holds out that hope that that maybe you're the favored one.
2: Oh, okay our final card so we'll go out of order with just whoever wants to answer first the queen is under attack do you defend her
1: so i think i'll go first um so just to kind of set the scene, I think it is it's just this endless night. I think we've hit the part of the journey we've been, you know, I think we all knew going into this near the end of the journey we would kind of enter this endless night, you know, on, on this lake before we found the shore, the shore of wherever we were going. So I think it's on one of those let, you know, the last few nights of this leg of this journey and I think that um sitting in my quarters on my cot and I think I'm holding this 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 hand scythe and I think that I finally, I think I start to believe the rumors that I'd heard that that the queen is looking for a way to remain queen. No, she's going to this distant land for some ritual or potion or flower or something that would give her, I don't know, long life or power or something. And I think that it's, I think my role, and I think my role with the previous queen is protector, but also to ensure that a queen doesn't get too powerful and remain. I think that one of my duties, and I think maybe it maybe it's born out of this light, this centuries old like um, group that that holds this role that next to the next to the queen to ensure that in this kingdom the torch the, or the crown passes when it needs to pass. Uh, it's no set time. It's just you have to read the signs and you have to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So I think I make the decision that it has to be now before we make sure at this distant land. Mm-hmm. And So I think that the queen falls under attack because I think i decide to attack the queen.
2: I believe for this card, we don't ask questions. Is that right, Tim? Do you know? That's right. okay Okay, i'll go next i think i think that i can sense that an attack is coming and and i know that i had a hand in setting up the ambush but that's not supposed to happen just yet this isn't the spot for it so either the plan has changed or this is a different kind of attack and i think that I am near, somewhat near the queen when the attack happens. And that in that moment, even though I have resentment that I have never been given a choice and that I have never received more than one compliment since the first act that I carried out, no matter how hard I try, I. I think that I'm so conditioned to serve the queen and so blinded by that conditioning, sorry. So blinded by that conditioning that I absolutely defend the queen. I think that I jump in front of the first attack and that I don't make it.
3: Okay, so now it's my turn. I think the Lord of Whispers, do I defend her? i am going to say yes and no no because i do not defend her yes because i return the crown in the obsidian box to the citadel and i have defended the crown bringing it back placing it upon the blood red throne and waiting patiently for the next queen to take it and i think while i'm standing there the shadows that my physical form are casting on the floor start to move and they take on the shapes of both that beast that was looming under the water and the shape of who the nameless executioner perceived to be the sister of the previous queen and i wait
0: Halloween special, we do hope you've enjoyed our dark tale, For the Queen is designed by the wickedly talented Alex Roberts. You can find For the Queen and many other games at evilhat.com. Our players for this game were the founding members of the room to play Kristen Divine and Tim Divine. You can find out more at roll 2 We hope you have a happy Halloween.